Hello and welcome to another episode of the All Trader Podcast. My name is Wandile Sishi. And I'm George Mini and my ears just got blown away. <laughs> what, what blew your ears away? Because the producers... <laughs> the volume was so loud. <laughs> we have to speak to them after this. Uh, can't have this. Can't have this, guys. <laughs> Gotta be professional. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, turn just, my mic off. <laughs> I, just think I lost a couple of those little hair finger things yeah, in my ear. Follicles, yeah. yeah. I know exactly so follicles. They're what they call they're not called follicles. It's really. hairs. It's hairs. What hairs in the, the ear. What are the things called in your ears? <laughs> uh, the hairs. feelers. The, the, the sound feelers inside hairs your ears. In your ears. <laughs> um, it is called uh, uh, stereocilia. Stereocilia. Stereocilia, I think if I'm pronouncing that right, is the hair-like projections that react to your cochlear fluid movement. There are two kinds of hair cells, inner hair cells and outer hair cells. The inner hair cells are most responsible for louder sounds, and the outer hair cells are most responsible for softer sounds. I think I just lost some stereocilia, (laughs) Reno. Which is the part which uh, makes you... No way you like your balance. Is that still is that deep no, in the ear or is that's it still that, that fluid that the fluid that you just mentioned? I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah. The more you know, you see we're diverting cochlear fluid movement. We're diversifying the podcast, which is you know, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today, George? Uh well, uh, let me get there after my ears were <laughs> It kind of, you know, kind of scrambled away. So hybrid, <laughs> uh, hybrid versus electric, or how hybrid or electric should I say? Which one do we choose? Yeah. What, what, what do we go for in South Africa nowadays? Uh, which one is the better one to go for, given load shedding? Uh, we have data to back it up, so I think we'll base it off of what consumers are are saying. I think that's fair. Good idea. Mm-hmm. And well, then we've got to we've got to talk about the differences between the two. For sure. For sure. And we'll also be talking about subsold cars, the top sold cars in January. The year just started, so it's good to see what's kind of mm. kind of winning. And I don't know if you know this, but the Johannesburg speed cameras are back online. I believe so. I didn't even uh, know they were off. Yeah, I mean, well, no, they. I don't know something about the maintenance contract. I think. Yeah, there was a contract that that we'll get into it, but essentially contract yeah. lapsed. So yeah, yeah something about we'll the maintenance get into those contract. Details. Then Zimbabwe just banned the export of raw lithium. Um, I think this is not a bad thing. It depends on how they execute this, really. Hundred percent, yeah. But we, we, you know, last year when we went to I think it was festival of motoring, one of the the big highlights was we need to stop giving out the raw material and stop producing more of the final products. Yeah, so let's see where that goes. But let's start with before we get into the first topic. Did you see any other F one cars that have? Well, been released so far in terms of first look. No, the livery. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen any actually. I, I'm not really too interested in the new. You want to see the cars in action and the liveries and yeah. you know, um, I, I, you know, Formula One is about racing. Yeah. Um, although the cars do look beautiful. Yeah. Um, see them on the race day. So last year was complete domination by Red Bull. Um, in terms of race. In terms of race. Yeah. Um, but in terms of speed, Ferrari was easily the fastest car, the best design in terms of... No, uh, yes, I think you're right. But yeah. I mean, my opinion will still remain. I think Ferrari had the best overall package yes, yes. and could have won the championship. They stuffed it up in the strategy. 100%. That's so my personal opinion. In the livery, and sometimes they do, you do see some hidden details in terms of when the, the liveries are released, but you do get to analyze some of the features in the cars. And one of the things that have come up the most this year... It's just how close everyone's going towards what last year's Red Bull and Ferrari look like. Some teams have just merged everything together in terms of you know some of the features. Mm. Others are taking or stealing from from one and leaving the other. But Aston Martin, I think their car was the closest in terms of having both. Mm. 
Um, so I want to see how they do, but we saw them try that last year and they failed. So, yeah, I mean, like I've been saying for a while, like I'm going to come out with, with team I'm supporting this year mm. and I'm still going to tell you who it is. Mm-hmm. Don't, um, don't say it yet though. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, we'll do it just before the first race. But, yeah. um, you know, Red Bull, in my opinion, as yeah. good as they are, yeah, they're not a car maker. Yeah, I think and I seems... find it difficult. I find it difficult to to rally behind justify them. their existence, <laughs> specifically in in the grid. You mean yes? <laughs> yeah. As a sponsor, brilliant. Yeah, but they're not a car. Yeah, um, and, and they it's... just signed a deal now. I think with Ford. So they're no, going to be the look, like, manufacturer for the for the How engine. many different manufacturers' engines have they had in there? Oh, yeah, quite a few. Exactly. Over the years, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, good on Red Bull. I think they've done a brilliant job. Mm. Um, I just I just battle to justify their existence in F1 based on the fact that they don't actually make a car. Mm. Um, Ferrari, is their livery comes out today, so we'll get to see that. Okay. Uh, I'm excited to see what they have in store. I think Mercedes is tomorrow. So yeah, it's so I mean, you can imagine, that, you know, Aston Martin, McLaren, they all learn stuff in Formula One, and then it ends up in the road cars, mm. right? Mm. All that technology ends up in the road cars. Where does Red Bulls end up in a can? A brand new can, <laughs> <laughs> the fastest can in the world. <laughs> Who knows? Speed to open. <laughs> <laughs> a can with DIS. Who knows? You know, gets in your your throat faster. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. Hybrid versus electric. Um, so last year. In 2022, we saw that there was a 156% increase in, in searches for EVs and a 44% increase for hybrids. So it's fair to say that these cars are becoming extremely popular. A lot of people know them now. They understand the technology a little bit better. Um, and we do have a hybrid report that's going to be coming out later in the month. Mm. Um, and which was extremely, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but for me, it was extremely shocking to see some of those, those insights. Um, but I thought maybe coming into the new year and because everyone's kind of is excited about these, maybe we can just talk about some of, you know, the pros, cons, and what should you choose now that these cars are so readily available and much cheaper than they used to be. Mm. So, I mean, let's just kind of like describe what a hybrid vehicle is. Okay. So there's, yeah, I mean, there's different types of hybrid cars, right? That's something that... Yes, but in hybrids. general, what is a hybrid vehicle? Hybrid vehicle is something that uses electricity Electricity mm-hmm. has batteries mm-hmm. um, and electric motors mm-hmm. in conjunction with an engine in the car. Now, whether the engine drives the wheels or whether the electric motors drive the wheels is dependent on the technology. And yeah. as technology is advancing, um, in most cases now, the electric motors drive the wheels and the engine supplements that. Mm, 100%. So that just, that's the different type of hybrid. Mm. But ultimately, it's you know, kind of fundamentally it's electric energy plus its internal combustion engine yes. coming together. Yes. It's like having a generator in your car. hundred percent. And the biggest advantage of that is efficiency. That's, that's the kind of the benefits of a hybrid vehicle. What about a battery electric vehicle? What's the, the big difference there? Well, there's no engine. There's no internal combustion engine, right? Yeah. So the, one of the biggest uh, energy losses with the, internal combustion engine vehicle is the um, heat loss and the and the energy loss as a result of the the pistons having to turn in a certain direction or should I say upward and downward motion having to yeah. go and change that into a circular motion and then drive gears and prop shafts and all that stuff yeah. um, 
and then eventually that energy gets to the wheel. So there's this there's this loss of energy through that process. Yeah, thousands okay. of moving parts. Uh, Two thousand moving parts wheels, ultimately. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I heard the other day that a uh, an aircraft has like two hundred thousand moving parts or something. Wow. Yeah. So something ridiculous. Anyway, so um, so about two thousand moving parts in an internal combustion engine vehicle. So lots to go wrong. Yeah. Lots that can go wrong. Um, they've they've perfected it over a hundred years to a large degree. I mean, most vehicles don't break nowadays very easily unless they get very old. Um, and on the flip side, 200, 10% of those moving parts in an electric vehicle, battery electric, because there's just an electric motor, maybe a gearbox in the case of a Taycan. Yeah, there's, where there's yeah. two gears, three gears. And, uh, um, but that's it. Mm. Everything else is electric. Mm. And then maybe you've got the windscreen wipers and, you know, other things like, you know, seat adjustments doors. and <laughs> doors that have to move and you know yeah. so you've got 200 moving parts there but yeah. the vast majority of the energy loss doesn't exist because yeah. the energy from the battery which is the fuel tank is directly on the motors which is directly connected to the wheels but in terms of um, another big difference is hybrids you put in petrol or diesel yes because it's got an internal combustion engine yeah. out whereas the electric vehicle battery charge. electric release is just pure and you get the plug-in hybrids charge. as well which yes. Which I think the plug-in hybrid is kind of a sensible route to go mm. if you're not entirely convinced. Mm. Mm. Go for a plug-in hybrid because you can use the electric drivetrain of the car only mm-hmm. to do things like going to the shop, school runs. And if you've got a long-distance travel, the internal combustion engine vehicle, or should I say engine, kicks in. So let's talk about um, outside of just – so that's fundamentally the, the how it operates, those two different types of vehicles, the, the hybrids and the electric. But there are other differences as well. And one of the big ones that has been spotlighted by our servers that we've done is price, right? So um, in some cases with hybrid vehicles, the difference between the fully electric um, – the fully internal combustion engine version versus its hybrid counterpart – Less than thirty thousand rand in some cases. Well, the, and that and there's a one fundamental reason for that. Yeah, battery. Mm, the so size of the battery. The size of the battery. So hybrid vehicles don't have a very big battery. Yeah. Um, they've got a battery that you know just is for the range is about hundred k's, ninety k's, or yeah. yeah. Whereas, for instance, like my Jaguar I Pace, mm-hmm. the range is over three hundred kilometers. Mm. You need a huge battery for that, and therein lies the cost increase is mm. the battery. Yeah. Um. So. On the flip side, with an electric vehicle, it's you know upwards, it's a few hundred thousand difference between its counterparts. So you've been driving an electric vehicle. Um, before we get into the pros and cons of a hybrid, I think maybe let's start with, with EVs. Um, what are the, the biggest drawbacks that you've seen um, versus having an internal counterpart? The only drawback. Mm. Well, some of them, if there is any. No, there's only one drawback. Okay, there's only one drawback. Long, outside of price. Outside of price, yes. Yeah. Outside of price, the only one drawback is um, road trips, long-distance driving. Mm-hmm. It takes you probably 20% longer. And, I mean, you've, dri- you've been driving for a year now in terms of the charging infrastructure. No, that's fine. Really no problem no, there? Nothing, no, I mean, we've been having load shedding now consistently yeah. and it's expected that load shedding will, will, will continue, um, you know, into the end of 2024. Yeah. Um, and... Charging your car overnight is yeah. not impacted by load shedding. Okay, so you haven't seen any significant no. 
No. And people say, oh, but you've got solar and, uh, you know, off-grid uh, solution. That only works in the day, mm. not in the night. Mm. And if I'm coming to the office here, uh, my car's not standing at home in the day. Like now, we've, it's been raining for the last week, mm. um, which means my solar is only generating 30, 40% of its capacity. Yeah. Right? Which means I'm reliant on ESCOM to a large degree over this rainy period. Yeah. Um, and my car is fully charging off ESCOM. And for the last three nights, I've been plugging in at night and I've had no problem. Yes, it's been one to two sessions of load shedding overnight, but my car's only needed between two and four hours of charge. Yeah. I drove here this morning work, just charge, yeah, even. and it was 100% when I left home. Go to the mall, there's no problems. You've never found like, oh, she's on, on the side of the road right now. Like, what am I going to do? No. So uh, this was end of last year, I think it was. I um, My car ended up, I forgot to put it on charge one night. Mm. My stupidity. I forgot to put it on charge. And the next morning I woke up and the car was on like 40%. And I needed to go to the other end of Boxburg. Yeah. Um, and back and then do another errand. And I uh, calculated that uh, 40% wouldn't be enough for me to yeah. do all of that. And it was load shedding. I couldn't charge my car at home. Yeah. And on top of that, because it charges at 7.4 kilowatts per hour, uh, and I woke up on that Saturday morning um, and it was on 40%, in order to get to 100% would need approximately – about six hours of charging. Okay. This is not a, like a normal not a plug. DC. Is, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, 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 proper charging a, a home charger. Station, yeah. yeah. 7.4 kilowatts per hour. Um, you know, so it would take, take six or seven hours to charge and I wasn't going to wait the whole day. I needed so to do stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, and it was load shedding. So there was no power. I couldn't charge my car anyway. Yeah. Because there was no electricity no power, yeah. that I could charge with. And if I recall that day it was rainy. So mm. I couldn't use the solar batteries weren't charged and there wasn't enough energy being created by the, by the solar panels in order to charge the car. Mm. So I had to find a different solution. So, so what did you do? Boxburg didn't have load shedding at the time that I had load shedding. So you can just charge in Boxburg. So I went Boxburg, to Box yeah. East Rand Mall. Yeah. There's a DC charger there. Yeah. Plugged in 60 kilowatts. Much faster as well. One yeah. hour. I had a cup of coffee and I did my errands for the rest of the day and my car was mine. Okay, so basically, it's the only drawback you're saying is planning. It's just planning and managing. But it's the same stuff. as fuel. I mean, yeah. um, like if you know you're going to go somewhere, you're yeah. going to fill your car. Yeah, right, hundred percent. Although I suppose the benefit is you can drive out of your house to a filling station, fill up, and leave. Yeah, you know. So with an EV, is a little bit more planning. Biggest drawbacks for hybrids that people have highlighted is really just you still have to spend money um, in terms of buying petrol. Um, Depends on how you drive the car if it's a plug-in. Hundred percent, and another one which we found is not actually that big of a barrier anymore is this idea that EVs and hybrids are like this green, you know, sort of solution to the world. I've never said that I bought the car as for, for, green for, reasons. for that being the primary reason. As yeah. being a secondary reason, yes, love it, absolutely yeah. love that that it's doing its part. Yeah, but we all know that it takes about. Um, few hundred thousand kilometers, seven years for an EV to become carbon neutral mm. with an internal combustion engine vehicle. Mm. Um, you know, so, but in the long run of the life of the vehicle, it much is cleaner. more efficient. It's much cleaner. Um, but, uh, uh, but out of the gate to produce that car kind of front loads the carbon. Yeah, exactly. And that's the downside is it front loads the carbon. 
So if we can come up with a different battery solution, then you know, problem solved. Yeah, but I mean, lithium is it's the best kind of. Well, for now. For now, yeah. So what do you choose then? Um, I think really the the ultimate thing to say there is it just depends on like what is your situation. But hybrids, from an entry point of view, in terms of the capital, is always going to be well. A lot better. If we look at it from a different perspective, yeah, the world is going this way. Mm-hmm. There's no two fours about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the world is going electric. Um, BEVs are going to be the world of the future. Mm. And um, so you could delay that, mm-hmm. drive ice for as long as you can, pay the fuel cost. But eventually we will all be electric. At some point, yeah. And battery technology will improve. And get cheaper. And get cheaper and get cleaner. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're sitting in a situation where Choose now. Choose now. Today's world is the way it's going to be. It's not the way. It's, 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 that's not the case. Yeah. You can't tell me that battery technology is – somebody's going to come up with some – some fancy scientist is going to mm. come up with some something that stores energy better than lithium. Yeah. Tony Stark, where are you? It's your time. So that's what we've got to do. Moving on. So January just started and last year we saw that every single month there was a double digit increase in terms of double digit year and year increase in terms of cars being sold. Um, fortunately, coming into January, and you made this prediction when we spoke earlier that this trend is going to carry on going in terms of people still buying cars. That's never going to stop. Yeah, it doesn't stop, especially in yeah. South Africa, but the worldwide it doesn't stop. Yeah. So, you know, despite the fuel price increase, Increase uh, interest rates also increasing. There was a five percent increase um, in January. So the good news is people are still buying cars, um, and I think you know it's kind of it was a bit surprised to me in terms of that, that that's going to carry on happening. But South Africans just love buying cars. I don't know what it is. We just love cars. So top ten. I best. mean, the, the the reasons for that is um, it creates independence. Yeah, it gives you mobility. Gets you get places. Um, all the things that have been happening for hundreds of years, whether it be horses, carriages, mm. um, people walking is just not it's not efficient. Did you watch Day of the Nation? <laughs> well, I might say it's part of the. It's, I promise you, it's still part of the topic. <laughs> I can't believe you just asked me that question. The point is, the point is, Day of the Nation. No, no, let me just say no. <laughs> Well, the president said that the economy is still growing. So regardless of everything that's happening, it does seem to show that people do have income. It's not like people are losing money um, or losing their income. So I think the trend does follow the economic uh, performance, at least. Um, so there is some positives that have come out of the, the State of the Nation address. Um, but the top, selling, the top five selling cars was the Hilux. No surprise there. Yeah, I mean, before we get to uh, to the top selling cars, the <laughs> yes. the the reality is only under twenty percent of the world mm-hmm. owns a car. Mm. Okay, so if you think about, there are what seven point five billion people on the planet. I'm seeing eight billion now. Is it eight billion? Mm. So uh, times let's call it like optimistically point two. That means only one point six billion people have cars mm. right um or should i yeah 1.6 billion people have cars under 20 percent, and that's probably optimistic because uh you know based on the number of cars in the world many many households have two cars mm. so if you take it from a household point of view the number is probably even lower mm. um and 
if you have a market share of teens, 16, 18, 20%, there's room for growth. 100%. So the, the 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 top of the top of car sales is not. Is not I mean, in South Africa, it's probably keep, even lower. I, I think it would be higher. I think more people in South Africa have cars than twenty percent. No, I think it's lower than that. No, look at look at the look at the divide. I'm, I'm talking about like obviously like older than eighteen years or people who are eligible to drive. No, look at the poverty gap in South Africa. Yeah, um, you know that alone tells me. Look at how many people use public transport in terms of uh, minibus taxis. Mm. Um, you know, if you had. Kind of how many people fit in a minibus taxi? Twelve, sixteen. Well, it depends. <laughs> um, depends on the driver. <laughs> like if every one of those, what the hell's going on with this thing? Um, <laughs> if every one of those people had a car, yeah, okay, uh, that's fair. You know, it, it it our our car population would be a lot bigger. Look at it this way. Yeah. Um. Uh. In South Africa, at any one time on Autotrader.coza, right, mm-hmm. seventy to eighty thousand cars for sale, right. Just kind of that's public, publicly facing data. Yeah. In the UK, same population, 55 million people. 130,000 or something. 450. 450,000 cars. Yes. Wow. So 5X. Yeah. You know, in terms of of number of cars available for sale. Yeah. So you can see there already, we're probably five times smaller in terms of population. I don't know what the number is, and maybe we should go do some some. I'm uh, sure the editor is going to, you know. If I'm wrong, they'll they'll put the number up somewhere and make a fool out of it. So I think there's there's lots of room for growth, and uh, you know, it's just we've got to get the right product for the right market segments. Hundred percent, so and Alex, get the economy growing. Yes, eh? according to our president, it's growing. I trust. <laughs> so Hilux is still number one, um, but second place, Coral Cross. That's a surprise to me. It's, not a, it's not a surprise well, to me, given 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 how this thing know. got out the gates. Yeah. Sold out immediately. Uh, it was unbelievable. And, you know, it's it's actually got to the top of the list faster than the Haval. Yes, the Haval actually dropped. It's now sitting at 17. Um, so I think the biggest problem that Haval had was Toyota coming with... With the Cross. With the Cross, mm. yeah. Um, people just trust the brand. Well, I mean, look at the Cross. What is it, What is the price of that thing? It's under 500,000, right? It is. Mm. Under 500. So it's in the sweet spot mm. of, uh, you know... Um, uh, getting to scale. Mm-hmm. It's a hybrid, so it's lighter on fuel. Yeah. Um, it's a Toyota, mm-hmm. so it is perceived as reliable. Exactly. It's got all the makings. All the ingredients. All the ingredients of a successful car. But a South African is, as a Toyota can be. All the Toyota needs <laughs> to do is take the engine out of it. Yeah. So that list, maybe we'll share the list. Um, but, you know, top five, Crow Cross, Starlets came in third. Mm-hmm. Pretty small hatch. Suzuki Swift. Not surprising. Suzuki Swift. Suzuki's done such a phenomenal done job. done a great job. Yeah. Um, like every second car I'm seeing on the road is Suzuki. 100%. And then the Suzuki D-Max um, coming in for the Bucky fans. What was surprising to me is the Polo and Polo Vivo at 8th and 9th. Yes. Yeah. It's like slipped. It's slowly losing its, you know. Don't know. I mean, who knows? It yeah. might just might come back with the uh, ID4. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Moving on, so I don't know if you knew this, or, you know, kind of opened with this, but I didn't know that the cameras in South Africa were, okay. it's not in South Africa, in, in Joburg were not working. A lot of opportunities lost there. For no, I can't <laughs> believe you just said that. <laughs> opportunities lost here promoting no. speeding. No, don't speed. Uh, this, this is <laughs> the opportunity cost of speeding is landing in jail. <laughs> yeah, don't don't. I, I take that back. Uh, don't speed, but yeah, so. For the last year, since May 2021 is the official number, basically the contract for the cameras had lapsed. And we're trying to find a solution as, I guess, as a, as a region to kind of 
you know, get those working again. Pay the supplier. And finally, yeah, paying, paying the supplier. Well, getting the, the funds and the right supplier ultimately. So there's a new supplier now that's going that's, um, already kind of implemented them. So now every single traffic camera in, in Joburg, if you're in Joburg, is back online. So anytime you're trying to cheat the system, you can't do that anymore. Um, and we relied mostly on the traffic cops. Mm. So that's not very efficient. Then last but not least, Zimbabwe has banned the export of raw lithium. I think the principle here is good. Yeah. You know, the worst thing that Africa, one of the worst things that Africa is doing yeah. is exporting raw materials, raw materials yeah. because we're re-importing them. Mm. Actually, we're not even assembling them in South Africa. Yeah. We're re-importing the finished the product. Price, yeah. So there's probably a whole value chain there that we're losing out on. Exactly. So, so the idea is a good one. How they execute it is going to, you know, either be their uh, uh, demise or success. For a little bit of context of this, I, I do have a chart um, to kind of talk about, you know, how big that is for the Zimbabwean market. Uh, if the producers can just put it on the screen, <laughs> that would be very helpful. Thank you very much. So Zimbabwe is actually one of the top, um, what what's it called? Uh, countries in terms of reserves of lithium ion. And I think in, in Africa, they're the biggest. So this is big for them. Um, and I think they make up about 1% of the total global, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot. No, no. I mean, um, it's, a, it's a good opportunity. It's a brilliant opportunity. I mean, the, 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 if they beat Brazil, Portugal, the US, yep. um, you know, we, we can't really count China, Argentina, Australia. Chile. Look how big those, uh, those land masses are. Yeah. I think Chile alone was about 50% of the entire global that's one country out of, what, 256 or something, 196? Mm. So for Zimbabwe, this could be a massive, massive value chain creator in their markets. And the GDP, is, I'm sure, is going to uh, benefit from this a lot. Well, it depends on how they execute. So, Of course, execution is, is key. The last 10%, as my manager always says. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much all we have time for today, George. Good show. I uh, I enjoyed the hybrid uh, electric discussion. Oh, and, uh, of course, of course. <laughs> Next week we're going full ice, <laughs> full V eight, V twelve. Who knows? Search Auto Trader.